0: Machine, we hit them hard so they see green.
1: Mark Larry is a former Canberra Raider. He played at the Raiders from 1987 to 1994. He played in a forward pack that contained the likes of Dave Ferner, Brad Clyde, Gary Coyne, Dean Lance. The list goes on. You don't get to play in a forward pack like that unless you're a pretty handy footballer. We were lucky enough that Mark took some time out of his busy schedule this week to have a chat to us and we've got him on the line now. G'day Mark. Welcome to the league indeed. How are you?
0: Yeah, going very well gentlemen.
1: How are you? Very well, thank you mate. Um I suppose we want to start with how you got into rugby league in the first place. Where did you grow up?
0: yeah look I originated from uh, from orange way back in the country in New South Wales. basically it was uh you know back back in that day you either you either played rugby league or, or rugby union, and um just all my friends that I was associated with sort of were into rugby league, so I tagged along with uh, with one of my mates whose father was one of the coaches and never looked back from then.
1: And then you played with the Hawks, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Um, I started my junior rugby league with uh, Orange X-Services um, before they uh, they went to the wayside and uh, Orange it was actually Orange United before it became Orange, Orange Hawks. And uh, I'd done all my um, probably uh, teenage rugby league with um, with X-Services through to Orange United and... Um, prior to uh, to going to Canberra.
1: Did you get spotted at a, at a rep game or something like that to get signed by Canberra?
0: Yeah look a lot of my junior, a lot of my junior rugby league I'd played a, a lot of um, a lot of representative football. I started off started off with the PSSA um, primary schools um, New South Wales rugby League side and basically we', we done uh, back in 1980 that was we we done a tour of, um, of Queensland. That was a lot of that. That side was full of a lot of potential stars uh, way back then. Uh, that went on to play, um, you know, senior level rugby league with uh, the NRL.
1: And so you get spotted at a at a rep game. Um, how does a phone call come in to say that you they want you to uh, trial for the Raiders? Well,
0: well, well, guys, it, it's. <laughs> I I initially um I was initially gonna go to Eastern Suburbs. I sort of uh, I was asked when I was around 16 to go to uh, eastern suburbs, and basically I, I sort of turned my back on it, uh, basically because you know being a young guy, being at home, all those type of things, and it just meant leaving leaving my life there, and um, and moving away, which I, I sort of you know I, I sort of regret a little bit because you know um, there was a really good educational package that was associated with that back then, and then sort of my next phase was that um, my uncle and auntie um, uh, live in Canberra. I got asked to go down there for a trial and I went down for a trial. by well, Don Ferner asked me to go down for a trial. I got signed that weekend that I was down there and the rest sort of uh, progressed from there. My first year at Canberra was back in uh, 1987. Yeah, I got graded I got graded as an under-23s when I was um, 17 and went there then. That was the first year that, um, that uh, it was... Uh, a joint venture coaching partnership between Don Ferner and uh, Wayne Bennett. So that was my first first year that I that I went to Canberra was uh, '87.
2: And did anyone you'd been playing with at that time in any of the teams go down and trial with you?
0: Um, look, no, I, I, I was a bit of a lone wolf at that stage. The only the only guy the only guy that was around me at that time that I played with previously was Laurie Daly. We'd um, we'd played a lot of a lot of um, rep football together as juniors and. Basically, we we went into grade at the same time.
2: So it's still a pretty similar story, blokes from the country being a bit daunted going to Sydney, making maybe Canberra their first stop.
0: Yeah, well, well, it was back then. Um, I, I had family in Canberra, as I said there earlier. I had family in Canberra, and the transition was a little bit, a little bit more easier. Uh, I suppose in the initial parts, it was a pretty quick, pretty quick, tra- pretty quick trip home to Orange from Canberra. You know, uh, when you got a little bit homesick, so. That that was the initial movement for me to go to Canberra was because I had family there.
1: So you land in Canberra in '87, Mark. Do you and work your way through the the 23s in and reserve grade, presumably? Do you remember your first grade debut?
0: Yeah, I I, I definitely do. I definitely do. Uh, my first grade my first grade de- debut was against um, Cronulla at uh, at Seaford Oval. Uh, that was that was my initiation. That was the that was the days when uh, Gavin Miller was. Um, yeah, running red hot. So that was my wow. my um, my invitation to to first grade was um, was coming up against Gavin.
1: What a debut, eh? That would have been. Yeah. and that yeah, in and that's in '89.
0: Yeah, that's correct.
2: Right, how would you go against him?
0: Yeah, I I, <laughs> I think, I, I, think I, <laughs> I think I held my own. I think I held my own. I was I was uh, I, I was picked the following week in the team, so so I was quite comfortable that I must have went all right. You know, or or Sheans, he was short on numbers. One of the, one of the two.
1: <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Did you you played the majority of your uh, career at the Raiders under Tim Sheen's?
0: Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim Tim was a great ambassador for the game. Uh, he promoted a lot of you know a lot of good training techniques, a lot of good coaching skills. You know, um, he, he he was an all-round coach, which gave us the ability for for guys to... You know that that was showing potential. He he would put in trust in them to, to give him give him an opportunity where he could.
1: As any rugby league fan would know, you were surrounded by a lot of very very good players at that time at the Raiders. Um, were they all instrumental in developing your career and um, teaching you what they knew?
0: Yeah, look look, it was a very very close knit um, team in that time, and that was that was basically why I think we were so successful in those era, or sorry, in that era was that we, we had a really good off-field relationship as well. It, it was semi-professional at that stage before going fully professional. But in that in, in that lead-up to that time between that transition, Tim sort of presented it that way, that it would become a fully professional operation, and that's how it was treated across the board.
2: So you were working a day job in those days as well,
0: mate. I, I worked at the Leagues Club. I started off at the Leagues Club with Craig Bellamy. All oh, right, myself, Craig Bellamy, Steve Walters. Steve Walters was um, was just one of the sparkies at the
2: <laughs> Leagues Club. Oh, I was going to say, what, what was your description? Because I used to love those days where they used to put your job underneath it after you scored a try or whatever. And most blokes <laughs> were most blokes were either linesmen or coppers.
0: I, I think I think what it was was Craig Bellamy's TA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did they have you doing there Mark were
1: you behind oh, the look, bar or?
0: We 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 done a mixture of things we, basically we done maintenance we <clears throat> we controlled the maintenance that we did at the um at the club um and that just gave us the freedom if we needed to train or whatever we needed to do in those time periods they just gave us full flexibility
1: it's certainly gone, by the way, so we'll get to that a bit later about what you think about today's. But what I wanted to ask you was, um, I suppose it's a bit of a loaded question, but did you feel like, did you feel lucky that you were a part of a, a team like that in that era or did you feel unlucky that you were surrounded by such great players that probably limited the amount of experience you got on the field in first grade? Well,
0: look, yeah, it is a bit of a two-way sword. Um Look, I had other options to go to another club. I, I thought about it, but like you said, it's a once in a lifetime they get surrounded by sort of mentors and and people with those sort of um, uh, you know accolades that they've got behind them. I, I thought I thought, while ever I was amongst those guys, I would, if, if it was playing second grade or off the bench or in the in the first team, it was it was all about just being associated with those type of people. They're so quality people off the field as well as quality people on the field. And that just gives you, you know, it gives you lifelong friends. And 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 like you said, you know, people always talk about those era of the Raiders, and it was just one of those things that I hold close to my chest.
1: You played 11 games in '89 in first grade.
0: Yeah, uh, in in uh, in '89 I played 11 first grade games, and then I played. I, I, oh look, I can't tell you how many more as I come on as a fresh reserve. Back in those days, we had four reserves. Yeah. I played in the semi final. I played in the in the major semi finals. Um,
1: that was against Bal- Balmain. Was it? Oh no, sorry.
0: No, uh, we played played um, Penrith. Penrith in the in the major semi. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was a part of that. Like I, back then, I um, we had all three grades in uh, finals contention, and basically um, I got a... because I was a fresh reserve for first grade for the first preliminary final, and then uh, the same for for coming up to the second preliminary final. And he gave me the option of playing um, in reserve grade that day. I played half a game in reserve grade against Parramatta and then basically got taken off. And we were leading that game and we would have had three grades into the grand final. Um, but basically taken off there. But we got the, got the victory over Penrith that day, which led us into the grand final.
1: Yeah. And, and you were part of the squad for grand final. Yeah. yeah. What's your memories of that day?
0: Oh, absolutely amazing! Amazing day. Um, well, well, it's sort of a bit somber, I suppose, because Laurie Daly come off with a head injury. I was warming up to go on because he come off that used our our extra reserve, so that sort of become, <laughs> I suppose, a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a two way sword on that day. But uh, the experience, like I said, you know, being close friends as well as teammates it was just you know a wholehearted effort
1: uh, 93 you score your first try versus Balmain do you remember that
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I do remember that distinctly
1: <laughs> got off the nerdy run
0: yes it was uh, you know I tell the story now and I've got a manager here that's from Queensland and he said oh you only scored one try in your in your career and I said yeah but you know I, I took the ball from the 25 kicked over the top Regathered and beat three and took two over the line. <laughs> he said it's not the same try. I see. <laughs>
1: well, you scored one more first grade try than your manager, I suppose. You got that over him, haven't you?
0: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly. That's exactly right. But yeah, it was a it was a difficult part because we were in a regrouping phase. Because in ninety, in uh, in ninety three, or I suppose the end of ninety two, we lost a lot of players because of salary cap and issues like that. And then we just regrouped from there. And basically, we were back, back trying to get into a winning formula. And that was sort of, you know, opportunities arose again.
1: What takes you away from Canberra in 93?
0: Um, well, I played there in 94.
1: Oh, sorry, man. I've done yeah. terrible research. <laughs> That's right.
0: I, I, played, I played there in 94. But what, what actually happened, guys, is that I put two discs into my spinal cord.
1: Oh, I didn't and, know that.
0: And, yeah, I, I had two levels of my neck fused. I had uh, C4, C5. Um, levels of my neck fused.
1: Right. And how long did that keep you out for?
0: Well, it it put me out for, put me out for sort of probably the last, maybe five, six rounds of, of the comp. But then once again, after I had surgery, I had to go and get some, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I had to go and get um, a specialist report done. And I went to, uh, uh, where was it? I went, I went to North Sydney and, uh, Sent a spinal surgeon, and the spinal surgeon wouldn't clear me to go back and play, so that sort of put a damper on um, where I was at with the Raiders. So when it came about my time to go back to country rugby league, it was taking I, I suppose my own my own life into my own hands on on where I was at with it.
2: So I suppose nowadays it's a medical retirement.
0: Well, that's that's pretty much what it is, guys. It, it is that and. You know, I, I had the option of staying at Canberra and um, coaching with Craig Bellamy, but I was sort of like I, I was in the I was in the hype of my career. You know, I you know I was playing first grade. I was, you know, it was coming on to Super League. Um, there was all avenues opening up as a player. You know, yeah. um, and basically to to take that injury, it just sort of I, I suppose dampened me a fair bit. In that in that regards, and I still still felt I had a lot to offer. Um, so I moved I moved back home to Orange, and I went back home to Orange, and I said, look, I, I still need to play. I, I felt that I could still play. I just went back where I suppose the country rugby league gave me a little bit more time in um, in my reaction time, and that's basically uh, where I, where I sort of went back, and that's where I ended up was over at Cara.
1: So you, yeah, you go from go back to Orange, and then you end up in Cowra and you're captain coach at the Magpies.
0: That that's correct. Yeah, captain coach the Magpies. Um, it was it was a it was a good learning curve. You know, some very good players that were associated in that team. You know, some some good young fellas. Um What I took away from it, uh, like Woodbridge Cup, was was sort of our high competitor. Like you know, uh, around around um, uh, what are they called? Is Grenfell Grenfell? Uh, yeah, yeah Grenfell.
2: yeah
0: Go Ennis Go yeah yeah basically basically that was they were offering they were offering a pretty good package to a lot of the good players around there and it was hard to sort of mitigate that and sort of you're trying to um, instill uh, I I suppose a, a lot of a lot of professionalism or trying to get that professionalism within that team because they they had raw ability, there was no doubt about that. That that team had amazing raw ability. We won the um Westwall on knockout in the pre season. We we'd done that and we come into that come into the comp and and going you know, sort of going quite well and then we had a, a nearest uh, you know, we had a fair few injuries associated with it and we just didn't we didn't have sort of the caliber of I suppose of reserve grade players because they'd they'd either gone to Grenfell or, or, or to those those second division clubs to play and we didn't have the sort of cattle to back up the, the injuries that we had. But the thing about it was that, that Car always had and still have uh, an amazing junior rugby league teams and we were able to draw from there to, to pull a, cu- a few of the young junior players to come through, which would you know, blood them pretty early that ended up being long-term first-grade players with that club to sort of get us to sustainability and just run us short of making the semi-finals.
1: Yeah. I think, I think there's, it's still in pretty good shape out there. Just talking to people that I still know in camera, yeah. but, but the, the problem's still there. You're right with the, the players getting dragged away to the smaller comps by the, you know, wherever the money comes from. Do you, do you think yeah. the NRL could be doing more to try and. Oh,
0: I, t- I, t- I, t- I totally agree with you guys. You know, like, Back in my era, part of our, um, I suppose, development was that we had to do a certain amount of coaching clinics each year. And that meant, you know, I think I went out to Trundle and Tullamore and all those sort of areas. And we went out there. Like I went out there with Dave Barnhill and, um, and Darren Fritz and all those type of folks. We went out to those places and we'd do coaching clinics, presentation nights, all those type of things to give you the focus and and, and put some – I suppose some yeah you know, some time back into the communities that really
2: need it. When you made up your mind to go leave the raiders, and so Tim Sheens or anyone didn't tap you on the shoulder and say, so "Be on the lookout," sort you know the oh. next Laurie Daly or anything like that.
0: Yeah, well, well, I did. Yeah, I, I, I did. There was um there was a couple of guys from from Orange Hawks that I took to uh, that I took down when Tim was at Balmain. They went down there and um, they actually they actually made the grading team. Uh, Marty O'Bourne and um, Brett Feeble, they made the uh, the Balmain squad, um, but then, as as what it does to a lot of good players, and that's where the Raiders sort of were really good at it. Um, when these guys went to grade, like they still had, to... they didn't have jobs, they didn't have funding. You know, it wasn't like you know you got an abundance of money or things like that. It was it was all it was all about sort of you know the hype of being there, you know, which which was taken away after the times when you're sort of struggling, you know, to even put food on the table, where back in the days of the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders had at Seaford, they had their own, like they, they had their own housing, um, or how would you say, like housing set up for um up-and-coming and, and present players that sort of, you know, were on the cuff. So, you know, that are away from home, that weren't earning a crust, they were able to just focus on their rugby league. And then that got the best benefit out of it. You know, you, you've got, you've got like Kenny Nagus, you've got all those type of guys that all went through that process, you know? And I just think, I just think when in, in Sydney, it's just, it's a lot harder because of the dynamics of how to get around and everything like that, where Canberra, the dynamics is more like a country town and you're, and you're closely associated to, you know, to the area where where you're playing and 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 all those things, and more opportunities. I think.
1: Do you think Ricky's brought that kind of mentality or that feel back to the Raiders in their recent success, making it feel like a big country town and that everyone's a part of it?
0: Oh, definitely. He, he's a character of his own. You know, he 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 breeds success. You know, he breeds enthusiasm. You know, he supports he supports and mentors at a, at a higher level, and you know and he expects that. But on the same contrary, he he's He's one of your mates. He, you know, if you're doing it tough or you, you need you need assistance, he, he would definitely find that. And that's what that club sort of um, oozes, is that ability to be able to do that.
2: Could you see it when you were playing with these blokes like Craig Bellamy and Ricky Stewart, Ivan Hanjak, I think. Uh, who else? Kevy Walters would have been kicking around. Could you see yeah. that they were going to be successful coaches?
0: Oh, uh, look, look. Craig, Craig just, Craig just bred enthusiasm. You know, he he's got this bulldog attitude that, like, even even as a player, you know, um, even as a player, he 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 would go to the end of the earth to protect you, do things for you, you know, and and demand the the same respect in return. You know, he he would put himself on 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 uh, uh, in the line of fire, and he'd expect you to do the same thing for him.
1: Is the picture of Craig we see on the TV when they put the camera on him in the coach's box, is that what he's like in, in real life or is that when he puts oh, his game face on?
0: Look, look, he, he's, he's passionate. That's the way he played. Yeah. That's the way he coaches. You know, um, Craig, Craig is a person you would not find a better person or more loyal person than what you find with Craig Bellamy. Um, and, that, and that goes for, for all those guys that, um, that were associated in that era you know we've had we've had times we've had reunions and things like that and and like the passion and, and the excitement is still around that because you you never forget like that that for for a lot of or for all of us was the first grand final basically that was out that was taken away out of sydney
1: you know? yeah um, it was too
0: yeah, you know, and, and goes down as one of the best grand finals ever. And and to do that with people that you admire and do that with people that you can say are your friends is just a, an ambition of what you like to be uh, through your whole life.
2: So on the other side of that, who you, do you used to hate playing against? <laughs> <laughs> For any but, reason.
0: Yeah, look, look uh, probably Gene Miles. Oh, yeah. Gene Miles was one of those players. Is just big, strong, you know, sort of unorthodox. Ran hard, played hard. He, he, he was sort of he was one of the um uh, what would you say one of the complete rugby league players. He was um you know I, I through my career like I've got a a lot of respect for all the players I played with and everything like that and. But I, I thought Gene Miles, Two Miles, was one of the one of the um, most hardest and consistent players that I ever played against.
1: And who, who was the bloke on the Raiders team that you oh, not admired? Who, who did you look up to the most in that era in '89 to '94? Um, There's look, a few uh, to choose from, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. There's a few to choose from.
0: Yeah, look, uh, it, it, it's it's a it's a it's a hard one. Yeah. But Gary Coyne was an unsung hero, yeah? he, he was He was one of those those players that consistently consistently grew, consistently uh, performed and probably didn't get the accolades that, that what he deserved. but he was one of them players that sort of you know probably probably between him and Gary Belcher, I think were the two, the two players.
1: Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, I I often think that yeah, guys like him and um, Dean Lance get get overlooked just because they were mm-hmm. workers. Yep, yep. And but you know, every team needs them, right?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, they were the they were the backbone. They were the backbone of the Raiders. You
1: know. Yeah, and um, could chop con- con- and Con
0: Constant, constant performers. You know, uh, yeah. they they certainly build the platform. You know, um, for for the success that the Raiders had.
1: So you're living over in Perth now. Do you keep up with the NRL? Do you watch much in the in an AFL-dominated state?
0: Yeah, look, look, I do because primarily a lot of the, a lot of the guys over here are from eastern states. You know, there's a lot of people from um, Queensland and and uh, New Zealand and, and places like that that still thrive on it. When I first originally um, uh, come across, it, it was AFL-dominated, but you know you sort of. As, as playing professional sport, you sort of appreciate that. You know, you appreciate the efforts or what people go through because you know what you need to do to train to, to play at that level. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I always look forward to an Origin game or look forward to the NRL starting up because, you know, it's sort of the the passion and the banter that, that flows around and sort of, I, I suppose, um, the exposure now um, that I, I suppose through Fox Sports and everything like that that's gave, gave the game it's sort of, it's opened it up to everyone you know and uh, I, I, think, I think it's a great, a great thing and it, uh, I look forward to it every, every time they get an opportunity to watch it.
2: And are you involved in any of the local clubs in WA?
0: Yeah look um, I, I'm not guys and that's only purely because of the um, economics I suppose of, of, of work you know, just the logistics of where this is, um, where I work at, and things like that, just make it hard to, to sort of stay, I, I, I suppose, in tune with what's going on down there. You know.
2: Yeah. So you're not open to a uh, assistant assistant role with the uh, under 6 six hundred love giants with me, man. Look,
0: there's something that roars in your belly that you love to do it. It's just, it's just committing to it. That's it. That's yeah. the thing. You know, you don't like to say, yeah, you're going to do it, and then you then you can't commit to it. I've got a nephew. I've got a nephew that uh, my sister my sister lives in Port Hedland, and he um he was a pretty ha- well. He's a, a handy footballer. You know, he, he represented from from the top end up here, and then he ended up he ended up getting a a gig with um with Newcastle, but similar to that process of what I talked to you about earlier about going to the big smoke and then sort of you know not having um, family around you, not having that interaction or that close close knit sort of camaraderie camaraderie behind it. It's sort of he he ended up he ended up coming home. And, you know, he's back he's back up here and he's back working, you know, where sort of you know, I, I wish he stuck at it. I wish he did stick at it because, you know, through through when he was growing up, you know, it was good it was good to be able to sort of you know, rub off a little bit to him of of what my playing career was about
2: yeah and that might always be one of the hurdles of wa having a, another rugby league side i suppose like being so far away from family unless they're producing their own product over here in afl territory
0: well well i think i think guys like you, you need to take into account the uh, a program the program that's what i'm looking for the program that that um the storm have introduced a lot of their um feeder clubs and all through brisbane and things like that just need to look at what they've honed in to to make it a successful package and see that it can work but once again you can see how close-knit they are and that's pretty similar a very similar to the way it was at the raiders back in those days
1: yeah it's a good excellent blueprint that the if perth ever puts in for another team which i presume they will reasonably soon it'd be a good blueprint to work off
0: oh definitely definitely you know, and and oh, I hope I hope it does because my my call was like when the rest, Western Reds were in and everything like that. The NRL through the through the NRL through the um, through Super League and everything like that. You know, it, it didn't it didn't do it the justice that it deserved. Through through my career, we done we done a lot of promotional games that we played in in Perth. There, there was a really good taste and a good flavour that that it was whoever sort of had a had a real good go at it would make it successful, but. I just don't know now if they've opened the avenue up that sort of rugby yeah you know, when the force sort of uh, when when they sort of were up and going, you know sort of they've done a similar sort of thing to them what they've done to the western Reds, you know, but there wasn't a lot of support base behind it to make sure that their recruiting was right, make sure you know that they had you know ample ample options to some form of talent to strengthen the process, you know. I just believe that they could have done a lot more in that era and that would have, the Western Reds in initiation, if they got supported back then, I think they would have, they would have just be, they'd be running strong now as well.
1: I agree with you there. Well, Mark, thank you so much for your time. And I hope that the work commitments ease up in the future and you can be part of a, and whatever Perth might have to offer in the future in the era, <laughs> because I'm sure you've got a lot to teach him. You don't play in a team like that and not be pretty handy with some good football ideas. So, Thanks again for your time, Mark. We really appreciate it.
0: Uh, good on you, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, have a great afternoon.
1: Well, there you have it. We want to thank Mark once again for his time, and we'll be doing plenty more interviews with interesting rugby league people throughout the year, so hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at League Indeed or send us an email at leagueindeed@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.